I'm Jennifer Campbell. I'm Karen Corgan. And I'm Kelsey Litchfield. Welcome to the Girls Talk Ag Podcast, brought to you by the Global Ag Network. This podcast is where we plow through the manure online and discuss what's currently going on in agriculture. From the good stuff to the rough stuff, we may not always be politically correct, but we're definitely honest. Welcome to another episode of Girls Talk Ag, live from Springfield, Illinois, Franklin, Indiana, and Goodfield, Illinois. Am I correct? You are. Home of the busy corner. Home of the busy corner, which has the best pies ever. If you're ever traveling on Interstate 74 and go past Goodfield, stop at the busy corner and tell them Kelsey and Karen sent you. They won't know who I am, but they might know who you are, Karen. Unfortunately, they probably do. If you gave them my phone number, they'd be like, oh, her. Yes, we see her often. (laughs) You're sitting in a Starbucks, aren't you? You you got called in to webcast duty today? Yep. So I'm webcasting today at the State Fair. Um, I am sitting facing a Panda Express at a Starbucks. Um, I am not in rural... Illinois anymore. I have horns and cars all around me. I'm not in my element. You've been at the state fair a lot, right? Many days. Yes, many days. Um, did the cattle show last week. We had a Simmental deer win grand champion market animal. So wow. It's fun to watch, watch that. Usually, you know, I've learned the crossbred always wins but not always Um, no but but to to be quite honest I mean the crossbred win a lot because you're taking you're you're attempting to take the best qualities of these purebred animals and and pull them out so I mean you it it, it's fun to watch a uh purebred animal win yeah that um I feel like the purebred sometimes are the underdogs Totally. With the crossbred, I mean, that, that, you know, like I said, that's the thing. So yeah, when a, when a purebred wins, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So it's been great to finally get things back to normal. I hate saying that, but um, Illinois is grounded again, as Karen would probably say in our um, governor is encouraging mask wearing and the governor's sale of champions is Tuesday night. We're recording this on a Monday, so tomorrow night, and I'm eager to see if he'll be there wearing a mask tomorrow night. So you say that because I, I've only seen a couple of tweets, but it's it's been a pretty big deal. Like he's been at the state fair doing a couple different things and wasn't wearing his mask. Am I correct? I haven't seen him at all, to be honest. There was a picture um, of him early on where he was introducing or unveiling the butter cow. Yes, and, that was the tweet I saw, and he was not wearing a mask. But if you read some of the stuff I read about that situation is he wore it up until he started talking, and then he took it off to speak, and then he put it back on. But I wasn't there, so I don't know. And that's and I think that goes back to you don't get the whole story in a tweet either. I mean, you know, people... It, it, it's a it's a moment so but I but in all fairness I that's the tweet I saw was everyone mm-hmm. else in the room wearing a mask and him not um so you can but twist. he was also the one at the podium speaking 
Right. Not that I'm defending him, but you know, I'm really just tired of confirmation bias at the moment. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm so it's an interesting question. I know we kind of had another topic to talk about, but do you think we can mask the country up again or shut it down again? Because I don't. No. I don't think it'll be shut down again. So in Illinois, the governor put in an emergency mandate that all children K through 12 and those at daycare, I think above the age of two have to be masked. Um, The emergency order is supposed to last 30 days, but I don't know if it will or not. Um, Or I guess I don't know if he will extend it, but that's been the big thing, so. Um, there's a lot of debate about it. I guess I'm in the minority. I have an immunocompromised child who has asthma attacks when she gets a virus. So anything that can protect her from that, I'm all for. I also particularly don't trust other parents (laughs) as some might. So I guess I'm in favor of the mask mandate at this point in time, at least till the point where she's old enough to be vaccinated. And hopefully that will be October. Is that right? They've, they've, Cause they're like, I don't know what we are in Indiana. I don't, is each state different? Yes. Yeah, so the CDC, the CDC cannot give a mandate across the whole U S. So it is up to individual governments okay. or individual state governments. So our order came down from our governor. However, other governors like t- uh, governor Abbott in Texas actually did the opposite and put out a mandate that there could not be any mask mandates. So each governor is handling it differently. That sounds very Texan. Mm-hmm. So I, I, this is, I'm pulling it's kind of out of my ass. I thought I saw somewhere on Facebook the other day that in Indiana now anyone 12 and under was eligible for the vaccine. Um, so so to me, that would no, mean everyone. The Pfizer I, vaccine. I right. The Pfizer vaccine is still in the data collection for six to 11 year olds. Everyone 12 and over has the opportunity okay. to be vaccinated. So I may have read that one then. That's May. You, you are probably right. So please do not take my word for anything that I see because I obviously do not read things very particular. Um, maybe that is what it said, 12 and over. Yeah. But, and with our youngest, the way she, you know, with her issues, I obviously follow it pretty closely. And I've talked to the pediatrician, the pediatric pulmonologist. Um, <laughs> I'm all over it. So but I, like hey, I said, I'm the, now the, girl the right thing. What? I said, yeah. you did the right thing. You went and talked to your doctor. Right. And so I just, you know, the, the thing I have is, so I don't send peanut butter to school with my kid to protect other kids. So why can't you send your kid to school in a mask just up until the point where she can be vaccinated? And then just her masking would be enough. My whole thing about the mask, I've been traveling quite a bit. I went to Ohio two weeks ago here in Illinois. And I say it's a mixed bag. Some people are and some people aren't. Schools are a different subject. It's not a one-size-fits-all solution. I understand that. I'm just tired of the bickering. Well, and they're in classrooms. 
next to each other for longer than 15 minutes, which makes them more exposed. And like I said, I'm not looking indefinitely just until the six to 11 year olds have the opportunity to be vaccinated. And then my kids can wear their masks and not have to worry about whether other kids do or not. My sister, who's a kindergarten teacher this year, she said, I'd rather wear masks than go back to virtual learning. True. Yeah. I'd say that teachers and parents would agree with that 100%. So I want to switch to Karen's agronomy corner, as I've nicknamed that just for my own, um, for my own self. Karen, I've had a couple of people ask me if it's going to be an early harvest. I haven't seen cornfields. I haven't seen anywhere near mine start to burn, but I don't know. That's a question I wanted to ask you today. What's your opinion? Um, from what I figured out in things I've different things I've read, we're it, we're looking at about a week ahead of time, so we're not super early, but we are running slightly ahead of schedule compared to normal. Although I'm not sure that I even remember what normal is anymore. So, you think that's across I, the Midwest here? Um, well, I, I mean, in the drier areas, those are obviously going to burn up faster. So I would be expecting, you know, areas of North Dakota and Minnesota to get moving a lot faster than what we will down here. Mm -hmm. But I'm also sitting in the middle of kind of a wetter spot. So as you go that, out that from here, it probably <laughs> changes quite a bit. Uh, we could use a rain now, but as far as dry, we might be heading that way, but, but I, we're not, um, I don't, I don't see a lot. I think, I think we're finishing up fungicide around here or, or it's pretty much finished. And that was a bitch to get on this year. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I think like we'll no hear metal. a little bit more with the PS tour that's going on this week. So. Where, tell me about that. I have no clue what that is. I haven't been on Twitter in like two weeks, except for yesterday when I was bitching about NASCAR. Oh, yes, my child. <laughs> um, they set out on a tour and they set out from different areas and they take a planned route and they stop so many times and they walk so far into the field and take um so many different ears in a in a length of a row and then they count the kernels and estimate the population and give a yield estimate and then they also um, count pods on soybeans when they do the same thing and so it's is not this a, is this is this a, a pro farmer farm? tour okay yeah. okay okay i get you now. so that started i believe this morning so. so then will we have a better idea? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, you may have like harvest starting harvest dates, yes, but um, whether or not it aligns directly with what we should be expecting for this fall, it's hard to say. Sometimes it well, does, no sometimes what, it doesn't. No matter what, our family will start at the same time they do any year. So. I'm comfortable with that. Anyway. <laughs> the ethanol plant here locally is, um, they're offering a pretty substantial amount of money for early harvest stuff that I think it was like, I forget what the date was, but there was no way anybody around here was going to have anything ready to harvest. 
Mm. Uh, that was a very vague statement, wasn't it? But I do know that I don't have the facts, but I do know that they were offering, you know, um, over and above the bid for early delivery, but, um, well, I think I the last think. estimate that came out from the USDA shocked quite a few people, but, you know, there are good areas and there are not so good areas. And granted, we've been getting a lot of rain here in Woodford and McLean County, and McLean is one of the top producers in the state of Illinois, but the better yield years often happen on the slightly drier side, not the drought side, but slightly drier. So we are going to lose more bushels this year to wet than we would to in a normal year. So I think it's, you know, there's a lot to be said about how this crop is going to come in. So. And there has been some storm damage, am I right, across some areas? Yeah, there were quite a few tornadoes that went across northern Illinois a few days ago. Um, but yeah, and there's been wind damage, nothing like the derecho that they experienced last year across Iowa and parts of Illinois, but there's been some damage. And then segueing from damage into the field of dreams, um, that, that Which I'm apparently the only one on this podcast that watched it. <laughs> I yeah. watched a little bit I'll... of it. Give me some credit. I didn't. Okay. I, I didn't know anything about it until I saw something on Twitter just like the day it happened. And I was like, on even now. I mean, I know the movie. I've seen the movie once, I think. Apparently, I'm yeah, not fully American or something. Well, I will forgive Kelsey since she was not born when the movie came out. <laughs> but I guess I don't know. I love baseball. And so I just thought it was a great thing to see. It was supposed to be last year, but due to all the pandemic issues, it got postponed to this year. And so I think it was it was a really great night to watch baseball and learn a little bit about agriculture. I know a lot of people wish. It was wished... a great night for ag. I saw National Corn Growers had a prime advertising spot uh, behind mm -hmm. home plate. I did see that. And I know some people wish that it had been more ag centric, but, you know, it was an MLB Hollywood event. And I think we were just lucky to actually be a part of it. So, yeah. But, but you got to there... start somewhere. Right. There were some great moments. Um, a couple of the players trying to eat the field corn and spinning it out. <laughs> and Joe Buck right. telling everyone, and that's because it doesn't taste good because it's animal feed. And then, well, the... and to be honest, those things like that, you, you, you can throw in the ag and people are going to learn more because it's going to catch more people's attention than just ag to me. I mean, mm -hmm. there there might not have been focused yeah. completely on ag, but quite frankly, if it were, people who need to see that kind of thing weren't going to watch it because it's not right. completely of interest to them. No, I think that I think it was a great broadcast and it was, you know, it was a thrilling game. It went down to the walk off home run. Um, so but I mean, it was just kind of funny. I don't know, watching it from, you know, watching ag Twitter while watching it, you know, 
was interesting. And then Joe Buck did the most Joe Buckest thing ever. And he decided to tell the entire audience that the farmers had used 1100 rods and zip ties to stand the corn up. <laughs> Which was true, right? It was true because they did have some damage that came through a few days before. Um, so then, of course, Ag Twitter set off with, oh, that's that's not a great commercial for this hybrid because they had been touting the hybrid prior to that point. And so it was just kind of funny. And uh, do we know do we know um, whose corn that was? It like, was a was DeKalb, DeKalb variety. Was it was. Pioneer? Oh, okay. No, it was a DeKalb variety. But it was a storm that came through, and so it probably wouldn't have really mattered whose variety it was. But it was just kind of funny that, you know, Joe Buck's letting out company secrets. And, you know, I mean, it's Joe Buck. It's what he does. He sticks his foot in his mouth. So, well, if I would not want to have been those farmers. That sounds like a terrible job. Well, they did an awful lot, I guess, to get that looking as gorgeous as it looked. You know, they had built that stadium. And when you move dirt like that, it's not easy to grow stuff in corn where you've moved dirt. Um, So they did a lot of work and I hope that they were well compensated. Um, Although they rent the farm, I think, so... I'm guessing the majority went to the investors who own the the area that the ballpark is on. But yeah, they did a lot and they should be commended for how beautiful it came across on TV. How do I become landlord of that ground? I would say you would have to marry Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Okay. He's single now, I hear. Yeah. So. What? uh, So. So rookie question here, was it on the original property where they filmed the movie? No. So the original ball field or the ball, the other ball field was kind of a few corn rows away. <laughs> they did build a larger place to have the major league baseball game that seated about 8,000. So oh. it was, it's right next to it. You could see in several pictures, you could see both of them in the same shot. When I was was Googling that this morning, just just wanting to see news headlines about it, I believe it was a couple Yankee players went to go find the original, and they got lost. They got lost in the corn, yeah. (laughs) Been there, done that. (laughs) So, but yeah, they just got turned around, I guess. But they were found, and all was good. But What a great opportunity for ag. I know... We always feel like we can do better and do more, but I think it was a great starting point. And I, I don't know, are they planning on doing more? Cause it seems like a waste to build all that up and then just. The commissioner, I think it was the commissioner did say that there would be a game there in 2022. So the rumor cool. is that it's the Cubs, but I don't know. Cubs and Cardinals. But the tickets for that, the tickets for that game were like, 375 to a couple thousand dollars so and they filled the stadium they i believe so yes whatever they stadium whatever they want to call it the field whatever yeah so there are a couple ag twitter guys on there i know mitch zumbach uh was showing pictures from his seat so totally jealous of that 
um, it would have been an awesome thing to see. I mean, it was great to watch on TV, but obviously to be the at the first game there and on the 30th anniversary. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Although Maybe Kelsey wouldn't we'll know since she's not actually 30, but. <laughs> okay, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> um, it would be cool. Girls Talk Ag, we could sponsor in the next game. We'll work on that. There you go. We'll have our yeah. own. Team. Right after you marry Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. Give Throw me time. The, the first ball. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That would be so embarrassing. I see so many people do that and complete fools out of themselves. Although I did play softball. I mean, I know the ball size is different, but at least I have some practice. Yeah, I fool out of myself, but I'd be okay with that. I'm glad it happened. I'm glad, like I said, it's a good starting point for agriculture. And just, I bet now that it's done and been They've worked out some kinks. I bet more people in ag, more companies, I bet, are willing to invest in that. Cause that, that was a huge platform. I'm just thinking from like a marketing communication standpoint, if I were an ag company, I'd get it on that somehow, somehow, some way. Cool. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool. Well, girls, I don't have a lot today. I've been traveling on the road, and I know Karen's getting ready for school and Jen what are you up to anything else oh I wrote a DTN article this morning and um, I think the combine needs cleaned off from weed harvest and um, we put new floors in the hog barn nursery so I don't know what my boss is going to make me do honestly maybe I can just hide in the house and take a nap I'll, I'll come and take a nap yeah, I need to come nap. on. I'm I'm a firm believer in napping. I'd love a nap, but I got a lecture tomorrow, and I need to get more stuff ready. Yeah. So. All right. So, so busy, busy prep time. Yep. yep. I know this time of year, I've said before, I feel kind of lost because I don't feel like it's necessarily summer, but it's not fall yet. But there's still a lot to do but I don't know this time of year I kind of feel lost so well and I was reading news headlines I subscribed to like AgriPol successful farming I was reading through all these headlines and it's just kind of like hmm, none of these really catch my attention I mean like I said I texted you guys yesterday I said food supply shortage is still happening I mean that's old news but yet still new news because I feel everywhere I travel they're always out of something that I want so I just can't believe the shortage is still happening um I'm anxious to see how help will be this fall that's something I'm keeping my eye on is um I know seasonal help is always you always need seasonal help but I think I wonder how that's going to be affected this year because everyone's hiring yeah Campbell Green I stock over here could use a semi truck driver. So, yeah, that's like the fourth person I've seen or heard asking for a semi truck driver for this fall. Like, I see all these local farmers posting on Facebook looking for help. I thought, yeah, hmm, I wonder where. One, I wonder where they're gonna find that help because I, I I know a lot of people my age don't have their CDLs unless they're directly involved with the farming operation. So unless yeah, you maybe get a retiree. 
Do you have your CDL? Hell no. We don't even, our, our <laughs> truckers don't have to have CDLs uh, for hauling off farm uh, mm. because it's privately owned. So okay. I don't either, and I refuse to get mine. I'm nervous. To be honest. So I'm not, that's not dumb. I mean, I am, I can, I can drive a semi, but a lot of times my downshifting sucks. So I'm that weird semi person alongside the road who had to literally stop and start over with her gears. So. So I'm you all, should I get to move it. up to the combine and somebody else should drive that, Jen. I know, right? I'm also the person who uses the air horn way too much, so they don't <laughs> let me drive the semi. Maybe I should put an air horn on the combine. There you go. That, that, that was my reasoning always for driving the combine. I said, whoever drives the grain cart then can just get in the semi and go to the elevator and the combine can just keep going. So therefore, I'm the combine driver. That, that was my reasoning last year. We'll see if that sticks this year. Yeah. So. Yeah. All I right. Drive. So. All anything, right, anything else? No, I think. Yeah, we have the Farm Progress Show coming up here in a couple short weeks, yep. so maybe we'll see some tweeps around there. I'll be there the 31st, I believe. And I should be there okay. that Thursday. Is that the same day? Is no. There, is that, I think I'm there the second. 31st, 1st, and 2nd. I'll be in Rantoul for no. the Half Century Progress Tractor Show. We'll be showing our Ford antique tractors there. We are cool. thinking about going to that, so we might be there too. Let me know. Lots of hotel time for Kelsey this month. <laughs> so, all, all right, girls. We'll wrap this up. Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next time for another episode of Girls Talk Ag. And if you can't wait until then, connect with us on Twitter.